Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton and I am super glad that you are here spending your time with me today. We are going to be talking about the triple threat formula for achieving any goal, especially today about achieving those fat loss goals, those health improvement goals. And I get emails every single day from people who really want to make progress from people who really want to get healthy, who really want to see results. And a lot of those people are really trying to do the work. Some people aren't quite there yet. They just really want to, but they aren't sure what to do, or maybe they they haven't really motivated themselves to action yet, but they want it. And for whatever reason, either because their strategy is wrong, maybe because their mindset is wrong, maybe because their effort isn't aligned with where they want to go and what they'll need to do to get there, they aren't seeing results right? And I've shared in a few podcasts about the fact that fat loss or really anything, everything is far more about your attitude, your perspective, and your mindset than it is about mechanics or strategy, right? Now, strategy does really matter. And we're going to talk about those mechanics. We're going to talk about the strategy today. We're absolutely going to get into How do we figure out the right strategy for us when there's so many people out there sharing different pieces of information, different approaches? Honestly, just high-level overview, none of it matters. What matters is what your body tells you works, what makes you feel your best, and what gets you results. But then that begs the question, how do we get there? So we are going to really dial in on that. Before we get into the strategy, though, I want to emphasize the fact that I do think it's a mistake to hyper-focus on the strategy, right? To spend the majority of your time thinking about strategy because it really is more about the psychology, the mindset, the attitude, the discipline, the consistency, the focus than it is about the strategy. And we tend to be strategy people. We plan out our meals. We set the standards of what we will eat and what we won't eat, and when we will eat, and when we won't eat. And we create all of these rules, right? I mean, how many times have we done that? This is my new plan. Starting Monday, this is what I'm going to do. But then we give little or no thought to things like, does this work for me? Have I tried it before? What happened? What normally happens when I try this approach? What do I need to change or adjust? When am I most likely to say, screw it and throw in the towel? And what can I do to create a different response in those moments? We overestimate the mechanics and we underestimate the mindset, the motivation, the focus, the willpower. And that's what I want to change. Today, I want to share with you a much more balanced approach, a more effective approach. We're going to call it 
the triple threat. You do need the right strategy. You can have the right mindset and you can have the right effort, but if you have the wrong strategy, you're not going to get there. And the perfect example of that is what we talked about last week when we were talking about that biggest loser research, and I'll use that word research pretty loosely, but the wrong strategy is going to give you the wrong results, period. Either slow results or unsustainable results or unhealthy results, right? So we're going to talk about the right strategy and what that means. We're going to talk about the right work ethic, the right effort, and what that means. And then lastly, we'll talk about the right mindset because this, the combination of our effort and our mindset, that is what really trips people up. It is the mindset, it is the work ethic or the effort where most people decide to throw in the towel on strategy or where most people talk them into, talk themselves into an ineffective strategy to begin with. So let's start out here talking about the right strategy and what that means. There is no one size fits all best approach to fat loss. There's not. That is why I encourage people to spend way more time focusing on yourself, what works for your body, what makes you feel amazing, instead of what so many of us do and focus on, well, this blogger says this and this author says this and this podcaster says this. I'm telling you, what about you? What about your body? Because your age, your gender, your lifestyle, your hormones, your food preferences, your medical conditions, your family situation, that all goes into what your best approach is. And when you're paying attention to your body, it's really not that hard to figure out the right approach for you, right? Most people start when they decide I need to make a change, I want to make a change, I want to get healthy, they start with the approach that's been talked about the most in the media, on television, online, what, you know, the big business weight loss programs are selling, cutting calories. And I feel very strongly that just cutting calories is not the right strategy. And I've done a number of episodes on that, so I'm not going to dive into like the nitty gritty stuff here. But if you want to understand that better, I would highly recommend that you take a few minutes and listen to ep episode 62 of this podcast. And I will link to it in the show notes. But episode 62 is where I talk about the four primary reasons that this, this calorie counting model alone is ineffective. But just think about it for a second. I want to hit the highlights here for you because I think this is something we have to continuously remind ourselves of because our default is like, oh yeah, I'll just eat less. If you decide to count calories, then you are buying into the notion that a calorie is a calorie is a calorie and they all act the same way in the body. They all have the same impact ultimately because a calorie is a calorie. So long as you don't eat more than some arbitrary number that maybe you've pulled off the internet, you'll be okay. And that's just not true. 300 calories of almonds does not act the same way in the body as 300 calories of ice cream. Yes, it's 300 calories either way, but it creates a very different impact on the body and therefore has a very different impact on our ability to burn fat or store fat. The only time that fat burning is a mathematical equation is on paper. And even then, it's not real. In your body, Fat burning is a result of information, of hormonal signals, of the health of your metabolism 
not math. Your body is not a calculator. It is not a basic accounting system. Let me attempt to kind of make this argument here, even though I've done so in much more detail in episode 62, but to prove to you that this calorie model is really flawed. And let me also say, for those of you that staunchly believe it's real because you've heard it so many times, you know, people pretty staunchly believed that the world was flat for a really long time, only because they had heard it for so long that if so many people are saying it, it must be true. Well, guys, it's not. It's just not. So think about this. When we look at animals, cattle, chicken, pigs, whatever, animals that are raised to be food, there's something called feed efficiency. Feed efficiency. And feed efficiency is the science of getting animals to gain more weight more quickly with less food. Okay, so what kind of situation can we create for these animals where we can feed them less but have them gain more weight more quickly? If calories in, calories out was the end of the story, was all that worked in terms of weight gain and weight loss, if that was the way your body operated, then feed efficiency would not be possible. It would just be all calories are created equal, so if you want the animals to gain weight faster, you have to feed them more. But Feed efficiency proves that that is not true. Feed efficiency manipulates hormones, manipulates the type of food given to the animals, right? So that the animals gain more weight with less food because of the types of food and the hormonal implications. The same thing is true in humans, and it happens both ways. Specific hormonal environments, specific types of food, make it so that you can eat more and lose weight more quickly or eat less and gain weight more quickly, right? Foods do this, hormones do this, and this in and of itself is proof that the calorie model is flawed. If it were true that this was just a matter of calories in, calories out, then the only way to fatten up animals would be to feed them more, and that is not the case. Now, calories do matter, and I say this, you can't just eat an unlimited amount of calories and expect to not put on weight. That's not real. You do require a slight calorie deficit in order to burn fat, but it's not based on this simple mathematical equation. And while you do require a calorie deficit to burn fat, merely creating a calorie deficit does not mean that you will burn fat. And again, I know I'm being redundant here with episodes like 62, but I want to remind everybody that just merely eating less does not mean your body will burn fat. Your body can decide to slow down your overall metabolic rate, which is one of the reasons that rebound weight gain is so important. If we do not do this intelligently, if we do not strategically eat foods for hormone balance, then we are risking slowing our metabolic rate. Then we are risking burning precious muscle tissue instead of burning fat because the body has options. When you just focus on cutting calories, you are not guaranteeing fat loss, which I know is what you are after. You have to create specific hormonal conditions in the body in order for your body to say, okay, Fat burning is now allowed because fat loss is about hormones, especially the hormones insulin and cortisol. Fat burning is more about insulin and cortisol than it is about calories. 
okay? When we take the strategy of just counting calories, we are ignoring the fundamental requirements for fat loss, which is hormone balance, metabolic health, right? Some foods turn off fat burning because of the hormonal signals they send independent of calories. Like ice cream, right? Ice cream is going to drive an increase in blood sugar. It's going to trigger an insulin release. Sugar elicits a stress response in the body, increasing cortisol. You don't see that when you're talking about broccoli. You don't see that when you're talking about almonds. Certain foods, regardless of their calorie content, impair our ability to burn fat. It is not just about calories. The same amount of calories from different food groups creates different hormonal responses, right? Again, if, you, if you're curious about some specific examples here, please go back and listen to episode 62, right? So if the calorie counting model is the wrong strategy, what's the right strategy? And here's the thing. I think that many of us go about strategizing from a nutrition standpoint in a wrong way, right? We think food lists, we think uh, carb cycling, we think intermittent fasting. We're looking for these broad brush strategies where the focus is not on our own body. The focus is on some rules list or some protocol that somebody else created. I think a me first approach to finding your right strategy as in, I am going to pay a tremendous amount of attention to my body, to how it feels, to my energy, to my hunger. That is the focus instead of like, oh, Sarah has this protocol over here. I'm going to follow this. I want you to pay more attention to you than to anyone or anything else. The feeling you get from food, the good feelings. And I don't just mean like happy, sad. I mean does this satisfy my hunger? Does this eliminate my cravings? Does this stabilize my mood? Those kinds of things. And I think that if we focus on two particular feedback signals from the body, we will not go wrong. If we focus on energy and satiety, if we focus on managing hunger and managing energy, when we do that, we are moving towards health. We are moving towards hormone balance. We are mo moving towards an efficient metabolism, okay? And when we do that, fat loss takes care of itself. Think about it. More often than not, why do we eat? We eat because we're hungry or we eat because we're tired. We eat to address that sense that we need food or we eat in response to low energy. We want to increase our energy or we want to make our hunger go away. So if we focus uniquely what works for me on finding the combination of foods that gives us energy, maintains that energy, and keeps us satisfied over time, we win. We create the hormonal and metabolic environment required for fat burning. I was listening a couple weeks ago to an interview with Dr. Barry Sears. That name might sound familiar. He is the author of the Zone Diet books, you know, 40, 30, 30, or whatever it is. And he said something, even though I don't agree with everything he says, he said something that I thought was really interesting. And in all things that are interesting, I asked the question, how does this work for me? How can I use this to work for my clients, right? And he said that the metric we should strive for 
the point of hormone balance, the point of metabolic efficiency that we should all be working towards, and again, this is just a theory that I think we can look at and go, how does this apply to me, is for our meal to satisfy us and maintain our energy for five hours after eating. And he says that when we do that, when we have a meal that maintains our energy, meaning we don't crash an hour after eating or 30 minutes or 90 minutes after eating, and our hunger does not return in fewer than five hours, that is a signal that we are achieving what is hormonal balance for us as individuals, as well as really balancing our metabolism and our, and our metabolism is getting healthier and healthier. And I'll tell you this, if you're thinking, go like, no, that's not possible for me. A few years ago, I didn't think that was possible either because I would have a huge breakfast, my big Chick-fil-A breakfast that I've talked about a number of times. And a couple hours later, even though I had been stuffed, I was hungry again, or I'd go out for Japanese food for lunch and I'd have a huge pile of meat and veggies and rice and I would leave stuffed, but 90 minutes later, I would be hungry again or, and or usually both, I'd want to put my head down on my desk. I was always thinking about food. I was always thinking about snacks. My hunger returned quickly and more often than not, I was exhausted and rarely felt energized. So I wouldn't have thought that was possible. And if you don't think it's possible, I totally understand that. However, as I moved away from processed foods, as I began to follow what I call the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, as I focused on vegetables first, healthy whole foods, fat seconds, uh, and proteins third, my meals do satisfy me for five hours. As I was listening to that, I was like, let's see, if I have this at 11 a.m. and, well, yeah, it's like 6 p.m. before I eat again, that's that's more than five hours. That's pretty good. And it looks differently for everybody. But I will tell you that with my clients, I see this as well. As they make better and better food choices, as they begin to implement the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, as they practice fat loss breakfast, fat loss lunch, they do realize like, gosh, I used to snack a lot. I used to be hungry all the time and I'm really not hungry anymore. And it feels weird at first, but as Dr. Sears suggested, I can see how that is very reflective of the health of your metabolism, the 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 balancing of your unique biochemistry. And I will link in the show notes to a couple episodes I've done on what is a fat loss breakfast? What does that look like? I've also done an episode on what is a fat loss lunch and what does that look like? As well as those golden rules of carbs and fat loss for people who need a refresher. The powerful thing about having a food journal, and you guys know very recently I created a free one for you. You can go to primalpotential.com and right on the homepage at the top, there's a little banner where you can download your free food journal, but use your food journal as data to say, all right, well, what's my baseline right now? When I have breakfast, oh, it's only satisfying me for like 90 minutes or maybe two hours, so how can I adjust it? When I make this one change, oh wow, that held me over for like three and a half hours. So that's an improvement. How can I continue to improve it? Your food journal gives you the data that you need in order to do this. And this is when I'm working with clients one-on-one, -on -one, this is what I coach 
them to do. This is how I coach them to interpret their food journal, for example. And I'm not picking on Quest Bars. I think they're great in a pinch. But one thing I see all the time is my clients will have a Quest Bar for a snack and then they're hungry like 40 minutes later. I'm like, why do you keep eating those when they do not satisfy your hunger? It's not working. Or for some people, they'll try bulletproof coffee and they're like, I thought this was supposed to keep me full all morning. It doesn't. Great. It doesn't work for you. Move on. Or when I'm starting out with clients and they're having oatmeal for breakfast and they think they're being really good, but they're inevitably hungry an hour later, I'm like, yeah, so that doesn't work. We need to adjust and find something that is going to be more satisfying for you from a hunger standpoint and an energy standpoint. We want stable, consistent energy, and we don't want to see our hunger returning so quickly after meals. So I'll suggest things based on what I see in their journals, and I'll say, it seems like you're satisfied for a lot longer when you're eating more vegetables. Or you seem like you're satisfied, you snack less when your fat intake is higher in the morning but lower later in the day. So use your journal to make these adjustments and then be curious about what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Are you more satisfied when you eat more fat or less fat? Does it matter if you do it at different times of the day. Like for me, my morning tends to be higher in fat, my evening tends to be lower in fat. That's what works for me. It's not stressful or complicated. There are really only a few variables we're looking at here between fat, protein, and fiber, and you just play around with them until you find what really works for you. Within my groups right now, the breakfast cabbage bowl that I talk about all the time and eat very regularly, which is raw cabbage, avocado, bacon, and eggs, has been satisfying people easily for four or five hours when previously their breakfast was only holding them over for 90 minutes to two hours. So it's about how do I fall in love with food that's really going to satisfy my hunger and maintain my energy over time? How much protein do you respond best to? Be curious, right? It's an adventure to find what makes you feel your best. And again, I will link to the two breakfast strategy episodes I've already done over in the show notes. One of them is Q&A 6. I don't remember the number of the other one. And then I think episode 73 might be the lunch one, but don't quote me on that because that was just off the top of my head. And I'm very impressed that that number even popped into my head. So if I'm right, somebody should send me a lottery ticket. But I want you to have a fun, positive attitude about this, which is the second strategy within the triple threat, having the right attitude because you cannot have positive results with a negative attitude. You cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. You cannot implement the right strategy with the wrong attitude and expect to be consistent or make progress. Let me pose a couple of questions for you. I just want you to kind of just take inventory of the answers to these questions. What would your life be like if you loved your body and had a ton of energy? What would your life be like if you loved your body and had a ton of energy? What would your life be like if you were confident about the way you looked and felt like you were healthier than you'd ever been? What would your life be like? What would your life be like if you were happy and excited and felt proud of yourself and always in control? How would that feel? Would it be different? Really, I want you to think about what that would be like. What would your life be like if you never felt guilty about food, if you never felt anxiety about your body or your clothes or social, social situations, if you freed yourself from food obsession or depression, 
what would your life be like? Well, it would be absolutely amazing, right? Like a dream. Like what could go wrong if all of those things were rolling in your favor? Guys, that's what you stand to gain here when you do the work, when you have a positive attitude. This is not about missing out. This is not a chore. This is not a punishment. This is not a sacrifice. This is exciting. And guys, I've said it before, but your subconscious makes the majority of your choices and part of your built-in survival mechanisms are your subconscious seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. So you must, must, must break these painful associations. Change, improvement isn't pain, it is a gift. This is exciting. Commit to building up pleasure and excitement and enthusiasm and appreciation related to your goals, not this sucks, this is hard, I hate this. No, this is a gift. This is a roadmap to your happiest, most confident, and most joyful life. Why in the world would you pout about missing out on cupcakes when you have the ability to create something so amazing in your life? Wake up every day excited to make healthy choices because you're taking control of your life. You're creating something you want. You know that what it can give to you is absolutely amazing. Every day, check your focus, check your attitude. The negative mindset, the ho-hum, this sucks, it's hard. It's only gonna hold you back. It's only gonna slow your progress and reduce your chances of long-term success. There's nothing about this that sucks. It's too much of a gift, too much of an opportunity, too much of a blessing to be anything other than appreciative and joyful about it. Now that doesn't mean it's always easy. But even when it's not easy, it's still an opportunity. It's still exciting as all get out to have the ability to create something amazing for your life that you know will pay off exponentially. The third of the triple threat strategies is your effort. The right effort. The right work ethic. This is going to take you wherever you want to go. Combining the right attitude with the right effort you are virtually unstoppable. You will find the right strategy so long as you are committed to the right effort and the right attitude. It is less about the plan and more about the work you put into the plan. What is your level of effort? Be honest here. Don't judge yourself on the good days. Overall, what level of effort are you applying to the achievement of your goals? What level of consistency do you bring day in and day out? Are you acting like this is important to you? Or are you just talking and thinking like it's important to you? What are your actions day in and day out? You make hundreds of choices a day. Are they aligned with what you want? Are they aligned with what's important to you? Wanting it isn't gonna get you there. Planning for it isn't gonna get you there. You need the right work ethic. You need the right effort. And that is so much about consistency, doing the work. One step forward, another step forward, another step forward, thinking less, doing more. Showing up day in and day out. Doing the work when you want to do the work and when you don't want to do the work. The most important time to do the work is when you don't feel like it. At the end of the day, hold yourself accountable. What level of effort did I bring to this day? Is it good enough? Is it going to get me there? Did I do the work? You've got to bring the right effort. You can't just wish for it, talk about it, read about it, 
tune into the podcast and hope for it. No. You have to say, today I will bring my best effort. That's it. All I can control is today. All I can control is right now. And what I know I can do is bring my best effort. What I know I can do is bring my best attitude. And everything else will fall into place when you say, I will bring my best effort. I will bring my best attitude. No matter what, no excuses. That's the triple threat, guys. It is the right strategy which is more about you and less about everybody else, the right attitude, which says, this is not a punishment. This is not a sacrifice. This is an incredible opportunity and I'm excited for it every day. And the right effort, you and the work, when you want to and when you don't, because you know it's worth it, because you know that's the only way to get there by showing up, being consistent when you feel like it and when you don't. All right, let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday. Surprise, surprise, just to keep you on your toes, I had coffee in the morning. Bet you didn't guess. And then uh, after my workout, because it's typically all I have before my workout, after my workout, I threw some chicken drumsticks in the oven and some cauliflower rice in the microwave. So I had chicken drumsticks and a big plate of cauliflower rice. And then dinner was Atlantic cod that I poached in olive oil, which I've never done before. I don't know, it's hit or miss, didn't really, it was, it was fine. It wasn't, wasn't, well, I thought it might be oily. It wasn't oily. I just poached it in olive oil really quickly with a salad and um, almost a whole avocado on the salad because I felt like it and I wanted it and it looked good and it was good. So that's what I ate yesterday. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll be back in a couple of days with another one and I will talk to you very soon. Take care, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.